you enjoyed the channel and our video content and would like to support us, you can do this in a couple of ways. You can sign up to our Patreon site which is a monthly subscription to one of our four tiers, each giving you something different from early access interviews up to exclusive unseen footage. There's also the option of a one-off donation via PayPal which allows you the option to donate an amount of your choice. Both options really help to keep this channel going and to continue putting out regular content for you good folk. So please take a look at aircurrentreview.tv forward slash donate and I thank you in advance. Thank you and enjoy. So we're back for uh, another Eject Jack story and this time we're with Tahir Alam and you've actually got two stories for us. So can you maybe share them for our viewers? Yes, Mike. Good to see you after a few years. Okay. So, Mike, yes, I've had uh, two encounters uh, with ejection seats in my life. And uh, actually, both uh, ended up happy, happy endings because I'm still around. But the first one, I'll go over it uh, briefly. I was a young uh, uh, fighter pilot in the Pakistan Air Force in uh, 1971. It was spring of 1971, and I was pretty new to the MiG-19 at that time. I'd come from the F-86s. And I'd, uh, and uh, well, in a in a uh, ACM, which is air combat maneuver practice scenario, with my uh, with my senior pilot, who's my flight commander actually, who was a very good pilot, very experienced guy, and so <clears throat> we were doing a classical, you know, a a ACM maneuvers. You go apart uh, 5,000, 6,000 feet, same level same speed and then you break inwards and you know all hell breaks loose <laughs> and usually in that kind of a thing uh, equal performance airplane and uh, uh, usually what happens is you cross each other and then you it's a, you know you're in afterburners and you end end up invariably either going going to slow speed scissors because you're trying to gain uh, height advantage over the other guy and slow down so that you make the other guy overshoot. Anyway, it was, we ended up in a scissors scenario. I think it was about 25, 26,000 feet um, <clears throat> over uh, fairly flat terrain, but the uh, ground was uh, kind of about 1,500 to 2,000 feet uh, dulating ground. Anyway, we ended up in scissors, slow speed scissors. MiG-19 was notorious for slow speed. It's a great airplane, my favorite airplane of all times, but notorious for... Uh, uh, what they call adverse yaw, mm -hmm. and at very slow speeds, it's a bit like the uh, American F-100 Super Sabre, very high speed back on the leading edge. It also had these big uh, boundary layer fences for, to uh, you know <clears throat> uh, prevent uh, span wise flow. Anyway, so slow speeds, you have to be very careful. If you try to use aileron to turn, uh, it would flake, or what they call adverse yaw. And it would go into the air into uncontrollable. Normally, it would just be a flake, and you you know you uh, neutralize uh, controls and come out of it. But I had spun it before, advertently and inadvertently, and it's not a big deal. The recovery was uh, the spin was pretty vicious in the MiG-19, but the recovery was fairly straightforward. Like bring your throttles idle, your rudders neutral, your stick neutral, see the direction of spin, and go full. Uh, opposite side uh, rudder, wait for uh, one complete turn or three seconds or something, and go full forward in the control column. And you'd end up in a steep dive and then 
recover out of the dive in open palm. So that was a state for recovery. So we are doing scissors and slow speed scissors and I flicked and I went to do a spin. So my leader, he called me out. He said, you're in left hand spin. I acknowledged that. So I applied the uh, recovery controls and it didn't recover. And, uh, you know, when <clears throat> so it would actually accelerate a little bit. So I neutralized controls again, again, attempted a recovery and again, it didn't recover. So now, and it's a pre, you lose height pretty quick in a midnight in a spin. So he was following me. So he's, I was approaching 10,000. He said, eject. So I said, holy shit. So I, you know, <laughs> and so I uh, got hold of the face blind handle and I pulled it. And I could, as I pulled it, I could uh, feel the rush. Uh, I could feel the wind come in. And you know, in training, uh, of course, theoretical training, we never actually practiced ejections. So they tell us that the time that you, uh, the canopy fires, and the seat fires, it seems like a lifetime, but just stay in the ejection posture. Don't, don't you know, uh, look out. So this face blind uh, thing, it comes on your face and the handle was here. And I could feel the uh, rush of the air, uh, cold air come in, but I'm still sitting and spinning. Mm. So I pulled a couple of times quickly. I knew it's uh, more than a, a couple of seconds. So I yanked on it uh, frantically a few times and nothing happened. So then I let go of that and I uh, grabbed hold of the controls again. And all this time, uh, the, uh, so I grabbed hold of the controls again. I'm still spinning down. My leader is frantically yelling at me. He, <laughs> he thought I'm not, I've, I haven't attempted ejection. I'm still trying to recover. Which I, uh, so now I got hold of the controls again and I, did, I made another, and, uh, made another uh, recovery uh, uh, controls and it came out of the spin oh. and it comes out in a, almost a vertical dive. So then of course I heaved on the uh, control column and it juddered, it, it accelerated the stall, I let go and again kind of eased it out. He joined up on me, I opened power and started to climb and I could see now the canopy on the, the MiG-19 the Chinese seat, it's a Chinese seat before we installed Martin Baker's in all MiG-19s after my accident, that the Chinese seats had a very, very strange mechanism that this, the canopy had to fire, separate, and that they, it would pull, a cable would pull a ball in, uh, in the, uh, the cold mechanism that would arm the trigger, arm this and trigger uh, mm -hmm. the seat. But the canopy would be far, it didn't have any uh, explosive charge in it or anything. It had pneumatic thrusters, about, they would extend one on, on the windowsill each side, and the pneumatic thrusters, high, high pressure air, would raise the canopy, break the lock, raise the canopy, and the canopy should fly out uh, with, the, with the airflow. So in my case, the right thruster had fired the left thruster had not fired. Mm. It had twisted, the, which we found out later on. But right now, I'm too happy. I'm just climbing out. Uh, the, my leader joined up on me, and he uh, gave me a chase back to uh, back to our base, which is not very far away. It's about 80 miles, 100 miles away. Now, all this time, he was, he was talking to me. I could hear him, but he couldn't hear me because also the the antenna, the VHF antenna, 
was in the in the canopy and that had gotten disrupted. Anyway, we came back and he's telling me, okay, he's chasing me and he's talking to the uh, tower and all that we're coming in. You know, he's sitting on a hot seat. And uh, so he's telling me, uh, may, try to make it a smooth landing because it may fire any time. It's a hot seat, which actually was not true because the canopy hadn't fired, which we didn't know at that time. So it, it, the seat hadn't even been armed. So anyway, I came and made probably the smoothest landing ever <laughs> and, and she, uh, rolled to the end of the runway and shut down. And I shut down the engines there. Everybody came because they had enough uh, time to kind of prepare the ambulance, the fire attenders, and everybody, my scorn command, the base commander, whole nine yards. And now this, they didn't know how to get me out of the uh, cockpit because they were afraid if they do you know, something and the seat, which they thought still was hot, it, uh, and uh, to, you know, now they had to uh, straighten the canopy to open it to let me come out. And uh, so it, you know, it, was, it was about 45 minutes that I sat in there sweating, still in, the, in a uh, ejection posture, and which was all futile because the minimum safe ejection um, altitude for the, for the Chinese seat was 6,500 feet. Mm. And minimum emergency altitude that uh, was 650 feet. So I would have, in any case, if it had fired, uh, no matter what posture I was in, I would have uh, uh, bought the farm. Anyway, mm. finally they got me out of there. And, uh, you know, thank God. And that was, that was my f uh, first encounter with the ejection seat. Uh, wow. Then... Uh, and I, I don't know, I'm sure there's other failed ejections in, in, in history, but I, I don't know. The people have bailed out, ejections have failed, and they've had enough time to open the canopy and bail out manually or something. But I don't know if uh, a failure like this. In our Air Force, Mike, in the Pakistan Air Force, especially on the Wing 19, we had quite a few fatalities because mm. of failed ejections. Wow. Uh, and then after, I think they said enough is enough and they grounded the airplanes and put in Martin Baker seats. <laughs>